Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Sherman and Dingle in the morning. Like sands through an hourglass, or an errant throw through Darnell Mooney's hands. Mooney, incomplete. So goes the Bears of our lives. When we last left the locker room, Justin Fields' x-rays were negative. But not as negative as how he really hurt his thumb. Come come here. I'm gonna get ya. Come on, Justin. Stop trying to goose me with your thumb. We got a game to worry about. Oh, you're no fun. With Justin's dislocated thumb on ice, Bears coach Eberflus encouraged rookie QB Tyson Bajent to go out and play just like Justin. Bajent lets it fly, but it's a duck and it's intercepted. Byron Murphy picked it off. To salvage losing 10 at home. McCaskey Matriarch Virginia was contemplating a more lucrative family business. With all these home losses, perhaps we'd be better off doing foreclosures. Next time, will it be possible for offensive coordinator Luke Getze to get less out of DJ Moore? DJ Moore! And will Bears trainers give Field's right hand the thumbs up? Or will Justin give fans the finger shut up this has been another edition of the bears of our lives uh, shut up on the sherman and tingle show <laughs> couldn't, even, couldn't even write all the stuff that has happened this year on this amazing writing here i thought the writers were on strike it's a great soap opera holy cow it just it never ends and now you have the raiders this upcoming sunday at soldier field however though you know you never know what could happen they could bring back a character from a, a previous season. You know, just like old TV shows did. They bring back somebody. Who could that be? Ditka. It could be Ditka. They'll bring back Ditka. He was written off the show back in the 90s. Ditka. You, you never know. That'd be good. Yeah, you, know, yeah, I have no, you never know. As a matter of fact, it's his birthday today. Mike Ditka. Happy birthday, Mike. Yeah, he turns 84 today. You know, I've never really seen him out other than one place. I saw him in a hallway at the Merchandise Mart. That is the only place that I ran into Mike Dickon. I know that so many people have run-ins in the last decades with Mike Dick in Chicago. I've never. I've only seen him in a movie. That's it. What movie? Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell. He was the angry neighbor, and he was awesome. Really? I never saw great. I never saw I'm sure yeah. he acted just like his himself. He was great. Yeah. Where have you run into Mike Dicka? 312-642-9378. We want to celebrate the man. I want that obscure place. Like a Jewel Osco parking lot. Yeah. A Carex. He was changing his oil. 
I don't know if Mike did that. I'm sure he had somebody else do it back in the day. But Or maybe he flicked you off. Maybe you were that person from that picture. He was, he was the guy. Or you were the guy. Let's celebrate the man. Oh. He started in Chicago and he's still here in the shine now. But he goes lots of places because he's a real cool guy. He once gave the finger to a guy with a camera. Tell us where in the world did you meet Coach Ditka? Yeah. <laughs> That was good. Where did you meet Coach Dicka? Here we were just talking about the Bears, and it's his birthday today. He's 84 years old. I want to know what kind of guy he is. Uh, I just just saw him in passing in the hallway, and he didn't look like he wanted to be bothered. So I wasn't going to go, hey, Coach Dicka. I I wasn't going to be that guy. I just just let him go. But I know that he's had run-ins with so many different people. Uh, Let's go to Bruce. Bruce in Highland Park. To celebrate the man, the myth, the legend, Coach Dicka, where'd you run into him? Well, I was on uh, playing bobblehead uh, golf course in Highland Park, and uh, Mike and his group just barreled through us. And uh, we looked at him in shock, and he he looked at us and said, "Play faster." And, along. <laughs> and what'd you say, yes, sir? <laughs> you know, he was short temper. He was like king of that golf course. He rode in his cart by himself. And he just drove around like uh, he owned the place. Well, Dick Dicka. Dicka. Yeah, you know, that's the thing about Dicka. You could say anything you want, and you're probably not going to get any flack because every, faster. everybody already knows that you like that. You know, you can't be surprised if he's grumpy. Uh, Rhino. Rhino and Labonte. Where did you run into Dicka? Uh, I ran in Dick, into Dicka at his place of business on Chestnut, his restaurant. Okay. Easy um, we, I, I was working. I was working for the city of Chicago sewer department. Main sewer in front of his place was down. You could have put a city bus in there. So I had a crew working there, uh, labor's down in there, opening it up. And all of a sudden, this black Escalade pulls up. And who gets out? The coach comes walking over. I said, oh, hey, coach, how you doing? He said, I'd be doing a lot better if you didn't have a hole in the street the size you could put a city bus in. So I, I told him, I said, hey, hey, coach, well, how would you be doing if you couldn't flush your toilet? And he looked at me, like, because I guess too, not too many people kind of, like, have an answer for him when Run he back. Yeah. pulls off his, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so. And the one guy, one guy who was down the hole said, look like the coach wanted to put you in the hole. I said, I sure wish he would have, <laughs> because I'd have been a very rich guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great story. That's, that's funny. Dicka being Dicka. Great hey, visual. Pete in Evergreen Park, where did you run into Coach Dicka? It's his birthday today. Uh, the, bank, the bank lobby that I worked at downtown. And? And it was uh, very funny because I was just pulling money out of the ATM in the lobby. And I looked over my shoulder and there was a huge guy. I immediately recognized him because of his head. <laughs> Did you say anything to him? Hey. I I was kind of intimidated. The guy was huge and he was like talking to uh, some dude and like very animated. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the same way. When I was saying, I'm like, he looks like, like you don't want to bother him. You see the size of those hands? I saw oh, him in God. the hallway. I'm like, ah, just let him walk on by. Hold on. Kim, Kim, you saw him at your house because you were neighbors with him? Uh, Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so Joe Marconi lived across the street, and Mike Dicka lived um, a few doors down. And he had a dog named McGregor. And, you know, my parents moved out of the city so they could have a lawn. It was the most important thing to them, like the lawn and then the kids. And uh, Mike Dicka did not walk McGregor on a leash. So 
So McGregor was pooping our lawn, and the lawn meant everything to our parents. So my mom called McGregor in the house and then called my sister and said, uh, look, if you don't walk your dog with a leash, I'm not going to return McGregor to you. Ooh, Ooh and what yeah. he say? She's threatening Mike Dicka? Yeah, my mom. And then my dad got home, and he's, you know, he did track in college, so he was shaking. He's like, why do we have my sickest dog in the house? And she's smoking a cigarette saying, I'm not returning that dog until it stops pooping in their lawn. But um, everything worked out, um, and oh. his kids were fun to play with. All right, so Mike Ditka didn't come over with a pistol. <laughs> I wasn't sure how that was ending. You don't mess with a mom in the neighborhood, man. Doesn't matter if you're Ditka. She's holding the I dog. I will hold that dog. You stole Ditka's dog? You're the mom that stole Ditka's dog. Great story. Yeah. Oh, you know, Mike, it, it just proves it there. You know, he, he never held back, and he never held back on anything. Uh, just just the super cut of Mike Dicka. I'm happy for Steve, and I told him I'm proud of him. I tell you what, he's always like a forgotten man. Ah, uh, shut up. What about the black people? Here, have a quarter and make a phone call. Get your mouth shut. Get your mouth shut, jerk. I know, I know I'm smarter than that son. <laughs> We, run, we got good offensive linemen. We run the ball well. We're proud of our people. We like our people. For those who don't like our people, that's tough shit. We like them. Huh? I've never been upset in my life. There is not one problem with the defense. There are many. Too numerous to elaborate. We stink. What do you want to know? Come on. Or I'm going to go in now. So if you don't hear. What? Doesn't matter which one run. There'll be a quarterback that'll be named next week that'll be the starter. There's three quarterbacks on this football team. Whichever one starts, starts. Whichever ones don't, we'll back him up. Next. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? <laughs> Pretty dark day for this organization. This is absolutely the worst exhibition of football I've ever seen. Uh, I refuse to stand back and give credit to the other people because we stink. We are absolutely a, an atrocious football team at this point right now. I doubt that we will be fortunate, fortunate to win one more game. Uh, this is just not a good football team, and I fooled myself. I thought we were. I've never been upset in my life. Unless you take his dog. That's good. <laughs> Happy birthday, Iron Mike. The Sherman and Tingle Show. Mornings on 97.1 FM, The Drive. Chicago's classic rock.